This is the I'm Stuff podcast, a podcast for eating disorders, disordered eating, body image, and mental health. I'm your host, Queenie June Borgman, and in today's episode, episode 16 of season 3, we're talking about financial problems due to an eating disorder. So guys, new episode today, it's episode 16 already, and we have four episodes to go until season 3 ends. And I'm going to be honest with you, I do not have any guests planned. I just think this season was very, very messy. Basically because in one part of my of the season, my mental health was a little bit messy. And to be honest, uh, there are not any people on the planning for the last four episodes to interview. I'm just going to go with the flow. My energy now is right to, you know, support me and maybe not do interviews. But for the people who jumped in in season three and haven't heard any interviews and just me talking about interviews, I have a lot of interviews with big game changers when it comes down to mental health and food. And really, really scroll back in Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening this to check them out. Nick Dompierre, Livia Adams, uh, Claire Tuning, uh, Binge Breakers, um, Binge Proof Brain. There's just a lot of good content. And there is coming a season four. So, you know, there's no cliffhanger here. And I will do my best to interview peeps for that season. So if you want to check out advice from people that have had an eating disorder or have a specific way to deal with bulimia or uh, can inform you with tips and tricks about anorexia and just every type of eating disorder orthorexia or holistic way of approach go back to season two and season one you're not gonna regret that so that is that part Um, and we're going to talk about and i do not know if i've said this in the beginning now but about financial problems when you have an eating disorder so that is something that's a real thing i didn't really have financial problems but i had a big ass spending fee in my eating disorder days and i'm going to take you with me on my story in that why it is happening and the tips and tricks so you can diminish that problem And maybe you're not even aware of the fact that that's happening. It's something that I realized later on and actually something my mom said to me. And then I could connect the dots and I'm like, oh shit, you're right. That is a thing. So financial problems when you have an eating disorder. Let's go. Guys, I'm recording this in one of my workplaces. It's a very nice gym with a very nice diverse public. Uh, Also a little bit of the LGBTQ community. community. I hate that word to pronounce as a Dutchie. And I really love this gym and love this work location because there's a lot of sweet, nice people that come you know, around here and a lot of knowledgeable colleagues as well. So a very nice place to record this and I can't wait to start. Guys, back in the day when I had my eating disorder, specifically in the anorexia phase and later on in the binge eating phase, I had high spendings when it comes down to food. Food really was a thing that was hella hella expensive in those days. And don't get me wrong, in some places in some countries basic foods are very expensive. But here in the Netherlands you have a wide group to choose from. You either can go, you know, low to the floor and 
take a, you know some uh, granola bars for one euros or you look up and you can find granola bars of five or six euros so there's a lot of choice for people who are very wealthy or not so wealthy but in the time that I had my eating disorder I would specifically go for those 30%, 70% less sugar options. I would maybe order at those, you know, fitness web shops. I would almost wanted to say diet web, web shops. Uh, I would get the specific peanut butter with less calories. I would get the, you know, the, uh, the, 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 how would you say it? The healthy option of a chocolate bar while in essence it's still a chocolate bar. And rather spending like one euros for the bar it would be three so that how that was basically how simple groceries could become expensive instantly so that was one of the things because i wanted to have safe foods or foods that were in my head logical and then again i was combining it with diet products like those atkins bars i think a lot of you that are listening to this could maybe you know relate with this like oh yes those they're highly and widely available in a lot of grocery stores and like if you buy five of those bars you pay like six euros and that's crazy because yesterday i was in the store comparing comparing them because i knew i was doing this episode and it was one euro for six bars so D-types, no, these types of behaviors made my food so much more expensive than it should be. Another thing was is that in recovery, specifically if you need to eat XX amount of food, you need to make recovery fun. At least I think you should. Although it's a very panicky, painful anxiety process that will become less anxiety filled throughout time. You really need to get the diversity of food in to make it fun. So what I had was the diet foods that made it expensive, the, the, the safe foods that made it expensive. And then you had the, I need to eat XX amounts and I want to try out new things or maybe old things, let's say fear foods that uh, were a problem and truly and slowly you're doing that so you're adding new food items and that makes it expensive as well because you need to stay creative on eating xx amount of food so for example i could gain weight on oats but i would not like that at all i'm not a big fan of oats so maybe i would be buying you know buying some of those fancy yogurts and that made it expensive again as well and talking about yogurts i know there's a big group out there i know you're listening to this that we all buy those high protein sugar-free stuff that costs three euros or six dollars while you could buy normal half fat yogurt or something for like three times cheaper but these types of behaviors make stuff very much expensive and i really must say that that last or the before the last one I was talking about making food fun that you are buying different things trying out fear foods and that's why the price goes up for you know you paying for food is the only one that is valid on giving your money on because that is really helping with recovery while diet foods high protein yogurts uh, Uh, safe foods are only making it more expensive for no logical reason because at the end of the day our way of thinking isn't really logical because yeah i think you know what i understand it is often not logical because it can translate to bad health in the body because of the foods we choose for example 
uh, bad gut health, uh, too much protein that makes us very gassy, uh, not enough fat, what really fucks up our hormones, stuff like that. So that was really a thing when it came down for me that my expenses were so high. Some of us even have several gym memberships. And that's why, why, you know, and having an eating disorder can be so expensive because you're maybe rotating with different gyms. You're, you know, doing your morning workout there, doing something else somewhere else and something else somewhere else. So that are very big costs in the eating disorder world. Food is something we're obsessed with, but it also costs a lot. So why do we do this? Well, actually, we're trying to make a fake sense of safeness. So we're still busy at the end and at the core of what we're doing. It's all about control because from out control, we make this strange two way of thinking that these foods are safe and these foods are safe because we can control our weight with that. And that is what we want. And if that weight is stable or lower or if it gets higher, you know, mostly it gets lower to a certain place you want. These foods are beneficial for that goal. But in essence, and I said it before, it is one of the biggest lies because you're still malnourishing your body because the foods we often choose are very, very, in Dutch we would say eentonig, very boring, bland, no fat, no sugar, no, you know, they're killing the mind and they're killing the body on long term because you should have diversity in your food. And with diversity in your food, also there should be snacks and less nutritious food and i think it's very strange or maybe controversial to hear that from a dietitian but i really don't believe in fully eating healthy because you also eat for your mental health and your mental health keeps everything together your mental health is the difference between a person that strands you know has an airplane crash and gets into the jungle and because the mental health says push it push it they can get out of the jungle into society and survive that that is how important your mental health is so if you ignore that or try to suppress what you really want it always ends bad so what do you need to do? Which tips and tricks do I have for you to change this up? How can you get out of that financial problem or make that problem at least less during recovery? Well, one thing is, is have like tip number one, have it clear for you that you're spending a lot on food. Really go through your app of your phone or you know, ask your mom how many allowance I, I took or look at your piggy bank and see how much you're spending on food or ask receipts from places. Because if you confront yourself with the fact that you're being that busy with food and spending that much, that is step one. Step two, tackle your fair foods. Why? One, they're often more inexpensive than your safe foods. And at the end of the day, it will open doors for you to eat more normal, accessible food. So you're not going to buy protein bread from $6 or 3 euros, but you're just going to buy normal bread of like 1 euros or 2 bucks. That really is so important. Step three, don't go out 
for binge food at the middle of the night or go to machines or stuff like that to get the binge food because these things are highly expensive and you should rather first when you are getting a binge go for more nutritious food so that binge can be postponed and that is at the end of the day more nutritious food will give you more satiation and therefore reduces the chance of a binge tip four talk to somebody about it maybe even give your mom dad or caretaker the the you know the, the, the your your um your your card or give me xx amount of allowance for food stuff like that so there's a certain barrier there a certain control of something external because maybe you're not always stable enough to not give in on buying certain products and tip five repeat 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 everything that i just said because how more sane you become especially during recovery and weight gain how more this will be visible how more you practice this how more you get to a normal spending and eventually this will not be a thing and maybe it wasn't there maybe this is a tip six what i'm just gonna say to you but skip those damn diet foods high protein low sugar no sugar peanut butter or chocolate powder i just don't know what we all have whey protein skip those first just just maybe not first but skip them them eventually and go to real food I can highly tell you that when the cow made yogurt or made milk, there wasn't any sweetener in it. And it really Fs up your satiation. So that was that for this episode. I hope you learned something from this. Don't forget to give a comment, but depending on which platform you are, download the episode, share it, um, anything that's possible to get this information to the people that need it. Yeah, that was that. See you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the I'm Stuff podcast. If you would like to know more, you can go to imstuff.nl or to the Instagram imstuff underscore com and start working on your relationship with food today.